Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella, and welcome to episode 9 of Away From The Pitch. The Illawarra has produced countless players who have gone on to play professional football. One of the most recent is a player who broke the New South Wales MPL 1 goal-scoring record in 2018 before joining A-League club Central Coast Mariners. I'm, of course, speaking of Jordan Murray, who joins us on the line. Jordan, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. It's pretty weird times to be a professional footballer. Obviously, we don't really know when football is going to be getting back out onto the park, but are you keeping sharp? Yeah, mate. It's um, you know a very difficult time for all footballers in Australia, professional and non-professional. So, um, you know, you got to do things that are, you know, that you've obviously learnt to keep fit off the pitch. And um, yeah, it's like I said, it's a difficult time at the moment to, for everyone. So, keeping you know, yourself in tip-top shape is very difficult, but as long as you have some sort of fitness it, it will, uh, and you end up finding out what's happening, keep a little bit of fitness and, you know, should should do the trick anyway. There's uh, plenty of nice places to get out and go for runs on around Gosford, though, I imagine. Oh, I wouldn't say Gosford. I'd probably say around Terrigal and along the coast, definitely. So it's beautiful there. All right. I'm not, I'm not quite a local, but anyway, we'll go back to... Um, <laughs> Your time in Wollongong, and we're going to start. You're you're 24 years of age now, but take us back to just over a decade ago, and tell us about your involvement with football growing up. Yeah, you know, um, football growing up was probably a little bit difficult for myself. Surprisingly enough, I probably wasn't the best young footballer. I probably just more enjoyed it. Um, it was probably my dad's influence that sort of um, kept me playing football until I um, obviously grew. But, um, yeah, you know, I started at Russellvale uh, Cobras, my uh, first ever club, which was, you know, time of your life when you're playing, you know, from six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, you know, it was a, it was tough, but, you know, I enjoyed it and I probably I don't regret it at all. I've seen a couple of photos of you uh, from when you were a junior. You were pretty tiny and that would have made it uh, tough to be able to score as many goals as you, as you have in recent years. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was um, yeah, always a tiny kid. So, uh, yeah, that definitely didn't help. And especially when people grow a lot quicker and you're still small and, and skinny and underweight, it's, you know, it, it's a very uh, it's a big disadvantage. So, um, but again, I don't regret that. It um, made me hungrier and, you know, pushed myself to the limit. And, um, you know, lucky enough, it's gotten me to where I am today. Tell us about your dad, Peter Murray, who is a former NSL player. He played with RPR, Leichhardt, as well as Wollongong. What role did he play growing up? Oh, he was huge. You know, he was my um, my idol and, you know, who I inspired to be. And, you know, to have someone like him um, you know, behind me was was good. It was very hard, uh, you know, very hard upbringing with football. He, um, he was very hard. Very, very hard on me. Expected the best, and um, yeah, we definitely had our clashes for for not one or two, but you know, ten, eleven years of my footballing career. So, um, you know, I don't regret anything that he did. He was just hard, and again, it got me to where I am today. And yeah, most parents are, are very, very caring in that regards. But you know, for him, it was just you know, he wanted me to be the best, and. Yeah, you know, and learn as much as I can at a young age. So, you know, I I tip my hat off to my old man for 
for giving me lots of advice at a young age and you know making me you know want to become a professional footballer even more than anyone else so I am um, I don't regret anything that he's done but his influence was huge um, and that's why I'm here I am your first taste of senior football was in the Illawarra Premier League with Bulleye and I believe you you would have you broke into that first grade side in was it would it have been in 2013 or did you get your debut the the year before that perhaps I um surprisingly enough I actually come to Bulleye with a uh, former teacher uh, John Cropper he actually brought me from um I actually broke my leg the year before I came to Bulleye um so, you know, John Cropper, I tip my hat off to him as well, who sort of got me back on track and gave me a lot of confidence. And I was still very small at that age too. And um, played a bit of youth grade there, which, you know, I had a time in my life. It was a, you know, I met some great people and it was um, a very good experience and it gave me a lot of confidence as the years, you know, went on with, with Bulleye and, um, and especially John Cropper at that youth age. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did break in. I played uh, probably two games. I think it was a semi-final. I made my debut against Tarawana in the for Bulleye first grade with Ben Smith as head coach. Um, you know, and ended up playing many more games under him. And again, meeting a lot of new people and people I still very much contact with. Um, you know, it's a terrific club with a lot of rich history and terrific ground that I cherish. Um, so yeah. That was a um, you know, very exciting time for me, making my debut, you know, at, I think, what was it, maybe 16 years of age. And you were a fundamental part of the 2013 side where you, you picked up, uh, you only scored the four goals in that season. I think Ben McDonald scored 15 goals, leading the line for the club then. Obviously, Bullough was still one of the, the big dogs in the Illawarra Premier League at that time. But did you feel comfortable at that level you mentioned it just then you were still a fairly slight player but you were you and you were in a team amongst a lot of senior heads did you feel capable and comfortable playing at that level um yeah I did I um like I said I think John Cropper gave me a lot of confidence and motivation to make that step up uh to the senior football um yeah and obviously making you know really close friends in that team really helped and um you know Ben Smith was very hard and a good coach and wanted me to excel and that that again helped me a lot um and the more I played and the more you know I got to know everyone the more confidence I had so yeah I felt like I eventually made the right step up and you know and produced obviously four goal <laughs> four goals isn't a lot but I think at the time I was playing left or right wing so I think I was assisting a lot more than I was scoring um, yeah, which which I like to think, you know, getting an assist is just as good as a goal. So, um, yeah, again, it was, you know, I think I made the right step up and, you know, it felt good. And you moved to the Wollongong Wolves the next season, which may seem like a pretty quick jump, but you had been, you were playing for the Wolves in the junior, in the junior ranks when you, you mentioned a bit earlier that you broke your leg that led to you joining Bulleye, but the MPL level was where you wanted to be at? Actually, surprisingly, no. Um, I was very happy playing uh, senior football. I was working as well as a concreter, so sort of I was a bit comfortable, but um, my dad actually made me make the jump from, um, from local league football to um, MPL football, 
and there was a, quite a lot of discussion about it because I was really enjoying myself um, playing football, playing a good amount of time, playing in a good team. But um, I think my dad gave me an ultimatum. It's either you play local league and you don't excel and you don't do what you wanted to do for the, when you as you're, you know, you have that dream of being a professional footballer and he gave me that ultimatum, it's that or nothing. Mm. So I ended up making that step up to um, to the MPL, which, you know, again, I don't regret and I tip my hat off to my dad for that because he was a big influence in me making that step up. And the coach of the Wolves at that time, was that Noel Arade? Uh, no, it was uh, at that at that year, I went straight into youth youth league wolves with um. It was Jasper, um, Jasper yeah. Spencer. So he was my uh, my coach, and um, you know, then it was I made the step up from that when I made my first grade debut with uh, Noel Arate, who brought me in, and then later on it was Jacob Timpano. And looking back at that time, it was fairly lean times for the wolves, but you did manage to. I think you've scored. Maybe nine or ten goals in one of those seasons. So, how, what do you see as your highlight from your time at uh, the Wollongong Wolves? Oh, definitely my highlight was my um, my first grade debut, scoring a double um, against Manly. I'll you know I'll never forget that, and I think that was Noel Arate's second game, and he brought me in from the youth team without even asking two days before the game, and he said, "Mate, I want you to come play on the weekend." And I scored two goals against uh, Manly, so you know, I'll never forget that um, at all. Um, and you know, even with the youth team, I really enjoyed myself. I think I was scoring a few goals in the youth team as well before I made the jump to first grade. So, um, you know, I enjoyed my time there. But the longer it went on with Wollongong, I um, started to really feel at home and you know, started to really enjoy myself. And it was tough times when I ended up coming in. Um, I think when I made my debut, it was halfway, maybe halfway during the season. And before that, they were losing a lot, a lot. So, yeah, it was good to make that jump in and that you know that transition, and obviously help Wollongong climb the ladder. Um, so it was again a, a moment, a, a time of my life that I won't forget with Wollongong. Um, you know, I really cherish it. And again, I made lots of lots of close friends that I'm still in contact with today. So it's um, you know, it's Wollongong. Are definitely getting a lot better. I'm happy to see Wollongong doing well. Yeah, obviously uh, the Wolves are going from strength to strength under Luke Wilkshire at the moment, but I'm surprised you also didn't mention a game where you went up against your your current club, the Central Coast Mariners. You played them in a FFA Cup game in front of a pretty sizable crowd, and I remember uh, a, uh, I think you might have pulled out on a new pair of boots and a fresh haircut for that for that match. Yeah, definitely had a nice mohawk and a nice pair of yellow boots. So, yeah, I had to, uh, you know, I can't be the part. I've got to look the part. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, that was a very, very good game. And um, I still remember that was a a moment, you know, that I'll never forget because it actually helped me make my move from MPL to uh, Central Coast Mariners a lot sweeter um, through Nick Montgomery. Uh, I ended up coming off the bench that game and, and playing really well, actually, and I was very happy the way I played. And I obviously made new friends who I'm playing against today. Um, and Nick Nick Montgomery not playing against or with, but you know, um, being coached under. So he was a pivotal part of me, actually playing in that game that long ago, and still in contact, and helped me with my move to the Central Coast Mariners. 
in 2016, you decided to move to RPL Leichhardt, which in terms of at the time, that was a move towards a club that were aspiring to uh, really push for the title. Did you see it as a step forward in your career? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually had a, quite a few teams that were in contact me, with me, which um, which made the decision a little bit harder because the te- other teams that were in contact were also close up the top. Um, I think Arpia actually were not doing well at the time before I came. I think they ended up coming sixth or seventh. Um, that's that, I think in that year, I think. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I don't think they were going too well. So I made the move to Arpia because I actually played in, uh, at Arpia during my um, my younger years, I think it was one stint. Actually, my old man was the coach, uh, coach as well with another player. Uh, sorry, with another guy. So I've you know been an Arpia. My old man was at Arpia, so it just felt felt right um, going there. And again, like you said, they were a team that was aiming to go up the top, and you know I wanted to be a part of that and have a bit of history. And um, yeah, it was. I, I felt like it was the right move, and it ended up being the right move for me. So you know they were. A, a team that were inspiring to be the best and yeah. Obviously you went on to have tremendous success with the club, but it wasn't uh, I believe you picked up an injury in your first year at the club. Ah, uh, yes, actually I was in a, during a, um, a f- uh, enclosed doors match with the youth team and I actually uh, broke my foot, which um, was very disappointing for me at the start. Um, it sort of set me behind everyone else, um, which made that year quite difficult for me. But I ended up finishing that year, I think, pretty well. So it sort of set me up for the se- the next uh, the season after and, you know, it sort of made me a lot mentally tougher, if you want to call it that, and it made me more hungry to, um, you know, reach success and uh, obviously strive to be the best player I could be. Um, those sort of setbacks help. Surprisingly enough, it actually helps people. It makes them a lot um, hungrier for for success. And there's either you take it two ways. You don't take it like that. You take it, you know, so poor me, or you go, no, nah, stuff this. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove people wrong. And you know, lucky enough, I had that mentality from from my dad, and I yeah stuck around and, and ended up doing very well. We'll go straight to your record breaking season. The 23 goals in 19 games in 2018. It was a phenomenal year for yourself, and every you just seem to be getting on the end of some incredible, incredible uh, ball and putting it in the back of the net more times than not. Yeah, mate. I, um, you know, first and foremost, the team that I had were tremendous. Um, you know, obviously playing with the same players for three years definitely helps. Um, I don't care what anyone says; it it gels the team. It makes you a lot closer. Uh, everything on and off the pitch, you, you're very tight and you become family. So, you know, I tip my hat off to uh, that team that year because they really helped me um, produce, you know, goals and they set me up and they, um, you know, got me where I am today. So, you know, first and foremost, you know, big thank you to Arpia, that team that year. Um, yeah, but again, it was, you know, Tsuku Sakia, Franco Parisi, Corey Biscoe, um, Sean Simmons, players like these that, you know, would put a cross in it, lucky enough, it just, you know, I have to be there to finish it off. So it was a tremendous team. How did you feel you improved 
throughout your time at RPR. So the player, the player, how different was the Jordan Murray that started at the club compared to the one that left? Um, confidence, confidence and hunger. Um, obviously, being as a centre, uh, being a centre forward, you know, you're based on scoring goals, and you know, I come into that Central Coast Mariners team high on confidence and. You know, it, it it just kept going from strength to strength, and obviously filling out a little bit and technically staying back after training. Yeah, you know, even though I was living in Wollongong, I was and working as well. I'd still get back later around eleven o'clock at night. You know, just staying back and 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 training and you know getting better. So, you know, that were big parts of you know why I I got here, I guess. And yeah, it was a it was a pivotal year for 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 me and to and to break into the A League. Was there any point where you thought, okay, now I really want to see how far I can push myself with this? You mentioned what uh, you weren't one hundred percent committed to going to the Wolves, and as in saying that, like you were happy just to potentially stay at Bulleye. But by, by this stage, you've moved up to Apia, you were going well. Um, was there a point where you're like, all right, it's time to kick on? Um, yeah, there was. You know, obviously having. Players like David Tapuzo, Adrian Uchino, Franco Parisi, um, experienced players that have played in the A League and played, you know, overseas. Um, they were key influences in, um, you know, making me switched on and and trying to get to where I am today, and and if not higher, um, you know, it. I think once I started scoring goals and and getting more confident, I was like, what, you know, why not? Why can't I go any higher? And the one thing that I guess. I always keep his, and I like to thank as well as Tony Rossidi because he um, he was someone who was very pivotal as well in me breaking into the A League. And you know, one thing he always said to me was, "Think of the ball as a gem, um, yeah, or think of the ball as a million dollars. You, know, you wouldn't just give it away to someone. You keep, you know, you keep that million dollars for yourself." And that was something that I, you know, was always. That was basically keeping me going and scoring goals. I just wanted to put the ball in the back of the net. No one was going to tell me, to, you know, what to do, and that was what I was going to do. So, um, yeah, very, very confident man, Tony. But um, yeah, again, he was pivotal, and he, I guess, gave me the, uh, the hunger and the determination to kick on and play where I am today. Before we go on to your move to Central Coast, I, I want to ask you about just touching back on the IPL again. You, Arpia did play Wollongong Olympic in the FFA Cup. Uh, I think it might have been in your in the 2018 season. I actually was at a different game that night. I think, did you go off injured in that match? Yeah, actually, um, I collided with a tackle and I actually almost broke my toe, I think. I think it was uh, something like that. But I actually ended up hurting myself quite a lot. I was in a lot of pain, so <laughs> as you can imagine. But... Yeah, it was actually down in Macedonia Park, and I remember that against yeah. Wollongong Olympic, and I think they gave us a bit of a run for our money. Um, you know, which is again, it's a nice thing to see that um, teams, you know, in, in the local local league in Wollongong can um, you know keep up with the best, and it's you know, it's good. Hopefully, they keep producing good talent and you know giving other teams run for their money in the FFA Cup because it's a good opportunity for you know the local league football down there and everywhere to to compete with the best. You've answered it in, in some ways, but do you see the IPL as a, a good enough league to be a really good starting point for players to push on to 
produce good things at an MPL level and, in your case, even go higher. Yeah, definitely. Um, it all starts from grassroots football. Um, it's just about, obviously, having that hunger and that determination to get better and do things on your own that are the, uh, the biggest key, I guess. And um, I do think local league football, not only in Wollongong, but everywhere is a really good stepping stone for young players to gain confidence and practice technique and everything like that to get, you know, to become a professional footballer. So, yeah, I do very much think that um, it does play a pivotal role in, in players' development. Is a 36- or 37-year-old Jordan Murray going to be playing in the IPL? Oh, I, can, I can't see why not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll wait until that time comes. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure there's a few clubs that would uh, <laughs> no, lo- have their, have a, their doors open for you, for you mate. But um, let's yeah. move on to your transfer to Central Coast Mariners. How did that all come about? Um, I was actually in a roof um, doing some electrical work. I was a um, an apprentice before I ended up signing with uh, the Mariners. And I was in a roof and I got a call from Nick Montgomery. So, like I said, funny enough, I um, actually never kept in contact, but I had his number. He gave me his number and I gave his um, – yeah, he gave me his number and I gave him mine. And uh, funny enough, I got a call from Nick Montgomery and I was like, wow, what's going on here? And he um, – asked me to come trial and well, I was in shock really. I was, um, you know, when you get that call, it's a lot of adrenaline, but you know, if I'm honest with you, you could just sort of, you could almost cry really. But um, even to have that opportunity, it was just, you know, so surreal and, you know, I ended up getting out and getting out of there and, yeah, telling my boss, which was Steve Hayes at the time, who I played with at Wollongong, I was like, mate, Nick Montgomery's just giving me a call to uh, to come and have a trial. So, you know, I ended up going up there and having one trial with the club and they were happy with me and, yeah, the rest is history, really. Were you nervous during that trial? Uh, like I said, I went into there quite confident. Um, obviously nervous, uh, but confident in my ability and that was still going, the MPL was still going at that time. So um, I ended up being quite confident, but again, nervous of um, being there and, you know, seeing plays that you watch on TV all the time. So that was probably the more nervous part, but I um, ended up doing very well in the trial and very happy. And um, yeah, like I said, they, they signed me after the first trial. And unfortunately I had to, um, Finish my last game for RP against United, and um, a game I'll never forget really because I think that was the that was the last game. But I could break the record, in and I ended up scoring four in that game, and then coming back to the Mariners, and they were just like, "Yep, we want you to sign." So that was a um, it was a very good feeling um, going there. But again, it was a not a, not a good feeling leaving RP because again, they were a, they were a family. And, yeah, that was just on the eve of the final series. But did you, you – you, I imagine you would have left with the blessings of pretty much the whole squad because there was a lot – like those players would have known that a professional contract was what you were looking for at that stage. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it was very hard, but they uh, they were very understanding and um, did give sort of – if you like to say that, they did give my blessing to leave and um, – like I said, it was very hard, 
but they ended up doing quite well. I think they actually they didn't. They lost on the last game to to win the league, but they um they ended up going in the FFA Cup and defeating Melbourne Victory. That was their famous win on that night. So you know, seeing obviously seeing that was a was a great part. And um, yeah, when you first moved up to the Central Coast, what was what was that like at first in your first few weeks of training? Um, yeah, it was quite a, quite a good experience, really. I think, uh, you know, the whole Usain Bolt coming in and having players like Ross McCormack, who played, you know, played, he's the all-time goal scorer in the, um, in the second division or in the championship in England and having Matty Simon, having, you know, all the media because of Bolt. It was, um, you know, a very, uh, crazy time, if you like to call it, so, you know, that that transition from moving up there by myself, obviously moving out of home was was big. Um, you know, obviously moving out was yeah was huge. But you know the training was good. I was learning a lot very quickly. Um, yeah, it was a quite a up and down experience really. You were training how many days a week? I believe it probably would have been at Plume Park up there. On the yeah, I was, yeah, I was training once a day, uh, if not twice a day. So. That was probably the biggest transition from going, you know, from working and training, you know, once every three days, uh, well, three days a week uh, to training every day was a big jump. Um, and that's probably the hardest thing about that transition from NPL to to playing A-League, that, that training every day and, you know, that, that transition is very difficult. But, you know, it, um, it ends up being quite quite easier later on you start to get used to it and it's um technically you start to get a lot better being with the ball at your feet every day and being with quality players that you know that definitely helps and how did you feel throughout pre-season in the terms of the matches you played leading up to your first season with the Mariners you also had a there was a game where Central Coast took on the Wollongong Wolves who at Wynn Stadium, who with Luke Wilkshire just taking over, I think that game ended up three one, which is an interesting uh, sort of cycle. Obviously, the Montgomery connection would have uh, played a part in getting that to occur. But how were your first few games in a uh, Mariners jersey? Of course, there was that game against that Central Coast select team where where the uh, crowd turned out for Usain Bolt as well. Yeah, definitely um, playing in. Playing the first couple of matches is very uh, to put the jersey on. Really, was was an unreal feeling, and like I said, being a um, wanting to be a professional. Once you put that jersey on, it's just a it's a terrific feeling. And um, you know, playing a couple of try matches was great. Getting you know, getting used to playing quicker football, technic with technically better players. Um, it was great. Hey, and you know, playing in that that Macarthur game uh, that. Uh, game against Central, uh, the select team, sorry, down in uh, Campbelltown with the Usain Bolt. Uh, yeah, it was unreal. That really good turnout, and um, I think I grabbed grabbed a goal that that game with Usain Bolt getting two as well, and Ross McCormack getting one. So, you know, it was a couple of trial games were really, really, really good. So, you know, I enjoyed my first couple of games there, and then started to get used to it. I guess being in that professional environment. Bring on round one of the 2018-19 season. Mike Mulvey, the coach of the Mariners at the time, called you up from the bench. What were you feeling? This was, uh, I believe, up at Suncorp Stadium. What, what were you feeling uh, when he uh, shouted your name? 
Yeah, it was um, absolute heart pumping, really, uh, full of nerves. Um, and it's a tough place up there, by the way, uh, very humid and the ground's very, very big. So, you know, to make my de- debut up there was tough. But, um, no, that feeling of being called over to uh, to get substituted on at one all at a time and, you know, it was very uh, nerve-wracking. But, you know, I was delighted to make my debut in the A-League um, up there and with the team I had that year. So, you know, and I'll, I'll always remember that for, for the rest of my life anyway, my debut as being a professional footballer. Obviously, you're amongst the subs. So, were, did your parents get the opportunity to get up to that match? No, they were um, they were at home watching. But um, yeah, it was obviously later on and getting back to the hotel and them calling me and congratulating me for for getting on. It was a you know terrific feeling. Um, being on the bench or starting, it was all the same. It would have been the same for me to um, to grab, to get that feeling. But um, yeah, you know, drawing that game as well helped. Um, so yeah, it was, like I said, a feeling that I won't forget. And you've managed to find the back of the net on, I think, what, five times in the A-League, is that correct? But, um, uh, surely every strike has got to be keeping a tally. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, actually, seven, seven, I think five, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven, oh, continuing anyway. It was three last year and four this season. We'll talk about your first one, which, um, sort of, uh, it was a bit of a scuffed, scuffed shit into the back of the net, but it, I think so having seen a lot of your goals, it sort of highlights that you, you get yourself into the right areas. And it was in a, a New Year's Eve clash against Perth Glory at uh, Gosford, a beautiful Gosford Stadium. Obviously, another pretty special milestone for you. Yeah, definitely. As every as a striker. Like I said before, you're based on scoring goals, and to um, to get the first one on New Year's Eve with the fireworks crack, uh, you know, cracking up in Gosford, it was um, it was unreal. Hey, um, scuff shot or not, <laughs> every striker takes them, no matter how they go in. Um, you know, and again, that's another moment in my life I'll never forget. And you know, even though it was a it was a loss for the for the Mariners and that in that game, it was still uh, I guess a game that I won't forget. And, uh, yeah, it was sort of I've I lived it over and over in my head, dreamt, dreamt about it for a very long time. To so for for it to actually happen was a very surreal feeling. What about broadly in the A League? What's uh, Gosford Stadium on TV? You know, it's one of the most picturesque grounds going. Does it? Where does it uh, rank amongst the the venues that teams play at in the national competition? I think it's quite high. Um, the, you know, obviously, the, the ground is phenomenal. The, the area that's situated in is even more phenomenal. Um, so for me, it's definitely in the top five, probably in the top three. Um, grounds for me very biased, but it is. Um, and I know most teams that play against us up there do like the ground and do like where it's situated. Um, and it is very picturesque. Uh, you can put it on your – take a picture and put it on your wall if you like because it is, it is very much like that. So – um, yeah, it's definitely my top three favourite grounds. But other venues that you uh, have enjoyed playing at in your time uh, in the league? Definitely at Amy Park in front of um, Melbourne Victories. Always good. Their uh, their fan base is you know very crazy, as we all know. They um, do get a very good turnout. So playing there in front of twenty thousand is um, an yeah, unreal feeling. 
so Amy Park, I'd say Cooper Stadium down in Adelaide, beautiful surface, uh, very, very open, but very, you know, a very lovely surface. Um, mm. I'd also say well, Brisbane, very quite a big ground, so that's probably not my favourite because it's a lot of running. <laughs> um, but the new Western Sydney Wanderers Stadium is terrific. Um, it's top notch, grounds beautiful, everything about it is just is unreal. And I know most teams probably would say this. Oh, most players would say the same thing. I think Western Sydney Wanderers for me is very very class. Yeah, it'll be cracking to see a full house for a Sydney derby in there at some point. Down the line, we're going to put together a five-a-side team of players that you've played with, but just one question to put in just beforehand. Who are some of the uh, toughest players that you've gone up against in the A-League so far? Um, definitely oh, Stephen Taylor has to be up the top. Um, physically, very strong, um, smart. Mm. He's, you know, he's, he's played in the... You know, in the top league for a, for a very long time. I think he has 200 and something or maybe 300 caps for Newcastle. So that just shows you the kind of experience that he has. He's um, technically a very good, very, very good defender and very smart. So he's he's definitely at the top for me. Um, I'd definitely say uh, both Nigel Bogart and uh, Topol Stanley, you know, their partnership's gone on for a very long time. So they are very used to each other and they're very... Uh, very smart defenders, and they do use their strength very well. And surprisingly enough, um, quite quick over a longer distance. So, yeah, players like them who are physically, you know, very strong and smart. And again, they've played at the highest level as well, you know, club and country. Um, so they know what they're doing. And I find probably those defenders very difficult to play against. Fair enough. Um, yes, Taylor, no doubt, has probably been one of the best centre backs too playing the A-League as a whole, to be fair, and considering his pedigree as well. I think he's the skipper of the Phoenix this season as well. I think so he is, yeah, yeah. Let's move on to this Jordan Murray five-a-side team. Are we going to start off with a goalkeeper, mate? Goalkeeper, um, going to probably have to say... Ooh, yeah, Mark Berrigitte, Um this season. He's been phenomenal. Uh, played it again... Club and country, Swansea City, uh, played for Australia. I think he has a couple of caps. So playing with him and getting to know him and, and especially in training, seeing some of the saves that he's pulled off are quite phenomenal. And he's produced this year, even though that we've conceded a couple of goals, but he has um, you know, has definitely been pivotal this year. And you know, I'd probably say Mark Birgitte in goals for me. I think he just tied the knot as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's just tied the knot. So congratulations to him. <laughs> Fair enough. And how many defenders do you have in this side? Um, I have uh, two defenders. Um, All right. Let's uh, get the first one. Uh, the first one has to be. Oh, do I? <laughs> um, actually, quite quite hard to play against, um, especially in training. Very uh, very hard defender. Um, you know, tracks you wherever you go. He's um, again, he, he's played for his country. He's played over um, for the I think it's yeah, the Oli Roos overseas. So he knows what he's doing too. And yeah, I'm not being biased because I live with him, but he's um, a <laughs> very uh, very smart defender. Um, and hmm, I'm going to chuck one in too. Five aside. 
down in Leichhardt, um, who I think is a, a good player, is um, Tamba Mordomalo, actually. He's um, he's had a little bit of experience. Um, I'll chuck him in there. I think he's quite smart and he's very good with his head. So I'm going to chuck Tamba, Tamba Mordomalo in there. And, you know, again, he's won, he was a part of that uh, team that beat Melbourne Victory, pivotal player then. And, um and obviously, he's bringing them success with winning the grand final and also winning the league. So I'll I'll say Tamar Mutamalo for me in the um in the team. Interesting shout. And moving on to uh, I imagine a midfielder. Midfielder for me would probably be Michael McGlinchey. Um, technically unreal. Um, knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't even have to look at you, and he'll put a ball straight to your feet or in front of you. Um. You know, very good vision and and plenty of experience. You know, he's played for you know, New Zealand um, on countless occasions. Um, also played down in Celtic as well over in um, Scotland. Sorry, um, so he knows you know what he's doing, and you know to obviously grow up with someone like him and learn a lot from him. It's it's been really really good to um, you know to form a not only a partnership on the field but a um, you know, a partnership off the a partnership off the field as well. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, top notch uh, set piece taker, which I think most strikers would be a big fan of. Um, and up front in this side, you say Bolt, perhaps. Up front for me, um, <laughs> uh, probably not. Maybe if I put him out wide, he'd uh, do all right. But centre up the top would be the uh, Wizard of Woi Woi, Matt Simon. Um, you know, I've learnt plenty, lot, lots of uh, you know things a bit from him. And again, on and off the field, and you know, true captain as well. So you know, he's been a pivotal role in my uh, gaining confidence. Uh, you know, game after game, season after season. Um, and like I said, terrific captain, and I've learnt a lot from him. And it's, um, you know, I'm going to put him up top for me as a, um, yeah, as the captain and the striker. Well, that's a uh, pretty interesting side you've got there. Berrigetti, Rolls, Metamalo, McGlinchey, and Matty Simon, and of course the Wizard of Woi Woi. You know, he's he gets a he gets a. Bit of bad press, but there can be no doubt about his passion. I was watching the Ryan Green goal in the grand final a couple of years ago for Sydney FC when he was warming up on the side of the pitch, and uh, Matt Simon absolutely lost the plot. That was hilarious. But uh, yeah, he's no, he's, um, uh, he's full. He's full of passion. He's a uh, um, you know, very, very, very humble bloke off the field. And like I said, I've formed a great friendship with him. And he is he's a uh, very biased to the Central Coast. He loves it so. Um, yeah, he's a true captain and you know, loves the area, so which is even better. Sensational. Well, Jordan, we've reached the end of today's podcast, so thank you for coming on. No, anytime, mate. Much appreciated. Thank you for having me. Thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to check in on Tuesday for episode 10 of Away From The Pitch.